for watching this edition of the unpopular review if you like what you're watching please subscribe to us on our social media on facebook instagram twitter and youtube at u-p-r-y-e-p-i-l-w also while you're at it subscribe to our friends at yep i like wrestling on the same social medias at y-e-p-i-l-w yep Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Unpopular Review Entertainment Edition. Today, we're going to talk about a 2013 movie. It's the first edition, finally out of Marvel, first edition of the DCEU. Maybe popular, may not be popular. Hey, guess what? I don't care. I'm unpopular. Let's go ahead and bring us see the superior Bruce as well as Kyle Krypton. What's going on this evening with you all? Hey, just, you know, excited. <laughs> It's been a long trip across Marvel, so happily on to another franchise. It's been a very long 22-23 movie trip. I'm happy to get on to DTEU, and that background is, is not me. <laughs> not Vic, me. normally you're the background. <laughs> Are you watching something? No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Casper is here. Uh, all right, ladies oh, and gentlemen, let's go ahead and get right into it. And we're going to start off with our first segment. And of course, the first segment is, is it was the best of scenes. It was the worst of scenes where we go along and we name our best scenes. Then we go back along and we name our worst scenes. And Are we sure? Are we sure we're not in the... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Actually, James should have said something about that because he's the one that usually gives the synopsis. So, James, we got the synopsis already. Go ahead and take it away. No, I was confused because your name says executive, but uh, clearly that was a, a novice mistake. Actually, anyway, I need to the synopsis. My championship. Uh, huh? I need to change it. I lost my championship, but go ahead. Yeah. Um, okay, so synopsis. Man of Steel. An ancient civilization comes to an end on a dying world. With no hope of reversing the inevitable, two scientists come to an original idea to save their race from, with the hope that their people might prosper yet again in a new home. Now, freed from his imprisonment only after the destruction of Krypton, General Zod travels the universe seeking any chance to save his people. As it would happen, he is aided in his quest unknowingly by the one person who must is excuse me, by the one person who is most uh, at risk if found. All right. Now we're going into it was the best of scenes, it was the worst scenes. We're gonna start off with the best of scenes. And I think no better, nobody would be better to start off with this than my man Kyle Krypton. For some reason, for Kyle L. Kyle Krypton down there. Can you go ahead and start off with your best scene of this great 2013 classic? Well, um, one thing that I like about this movie is that, in my opinion, it's one of the greatest depictions of the Superman origin. Um, the way that they set set this up, um, as far as his beginning, as far as telling his story, as far as explaining who he is, um, is beautiful. So in the beginning, my favorite my favorite scene was the scene where the bus fell off of the um, you know lost control and fell off of the bridge, and then that was pretty much the very first time that you got to see his actual powers. Um, so I, I really appreciated that. I really liked that. And that really brought me into the movie because right then and there is when I wanted to see more. Mm -hmm. 
All right. I can get down with that. I will I, I will say the best depiction of his origin story still is to this day, Smallville. You guys are gonna fight me on it, I'm sure. But Smallville uh, I'm actually I'm curious about that because like I feel like Smallville probably dragged it out because Smallville went like what nine seasons? It went for a lot of seasons. And like any show, when you get further in the seasons, like they do kind of drag it out. But like mm. the first couple seasons, fire straight, straight through. He <laughs> got you get really in depth with his background story. Anyway, that's my favorite, like I mean, you know, origin I mean, story of um of Ricky. I, to be honest with you, that's the reason why I really like Gotham. Because oh, they, with Batman's horse. <laughs> they really drag it out. Like that's <laughs> Gotham that I wanted to continue. Look, look, right, so look at Man of Steel. I will have a rebuttal real quick for uh Chrissy because of Smallville sucks. And I, I'm sorry. Chris doesn't like any of the good, like old, old shows. Like he doesn't like Roswell. First he doesn't of all, like Buffy born, the Vampire Slayer. In the 90s, so you don't know what a good old movie is. What? I, I, I know what an old. What are you talking? You <laughs> don't know what a good old movie is. You didn't like Beetlejuice, okay? So how about how about, about we? How about we know this? I mean, all right. Yeah. Happy well. Days. But as far as origin yeah. movies, I guess they, they did a really good job as um, telling his yeah. origin. Um, that's probably one of my favorite parts of this movie. I wish they would have gone a little longer, but I understand that because it's a Superman movie, even though they never really say the name Superman in the movie. Yeah, they um, do. No, they never, did they say Superman? I thought they just- Yeah, he said Superman. Yeah, they did. They never said Superman throughout this movie. No, yes, they did. Yes, they they said did. Superman in this movie. You know, talking about when there was like a bogey or something, and I think one dude said it to another one because yeah, they said they called him Superman. Superman in this movie. I don't know what y'all yeah. are talking about. Word he up. never called him Superman. I really want. I never called him Superman. I with the statement that was just yeah. made that they yeah. never said it, and I said that they did say it. Now, what is the yeah. statement that you're trying to say? Basically, he never yeah. referred to himself as Superman. Okay. No, um, that is accurate. He never did. Uh, uh, he never did call himself Superman. So that is yeah. accurate. But they somebody else did say that he was Superman. And only reason I come, I got confused for a second because I do also recall where she sounded like she was going to call him that, and then they cut him off. So it looked like they really weren't trying to say it throughout the movie. But yeah, they did say it uh, later toward the end. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about that. But you said your best scenes. The thing about this movie. That's why I'm about to rename this segment when Victor talks about it. Uh, so let's go ahead and go over to... <laughs> Is everybody doing their best of scenes? Or what are we I haven't done mine yet. Yeah, I'm going to go first. I mean, I'm going to go next. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If you want to go next, go ahead. Feel free. No, we go right tell, ahead. Tell women women privilege. Women right. privilege. No, let the executive non-champion go, go next. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Oh. Don't do that before I rename oh. your name. Oh. Okay, don't do yeah, that. Bro. All right. It don't hurts. So yeah, uh, I'll be, I'll be champion again after she, Saturday, but she knows how to hit hard, yo. She knows how to she knows how to hit you where it stings. How about how about I rename this segment? It was the best of memories because Vic is going old school for something nobody cares about. Look, here's my thing. It was a good movie, right? There's so many scenes I can mention. I can mention the actual opening scene when they were on um on Planet Avatar and they were in it was destroyed and everything like that. I could talk about that. I could I could talk about um his first flight, because I really, really love that scene where he's learning how to fly for the first time. I thought it was very, very well shot, very beautiful shot. I could, what's going on, Mitt? I could talk about the, the whole battle scene where 
the battle scene really was a slap in the face to all the people who watched Superman Returns because he didn't throw a single punch. They're like, okay, well, he's going to throw some punches. He's going to take some buildings and people with him. And that's what it was. So I, I got to give that scene a lot of credit. But my favorite scene, and this is from a personal aspect, I'll go personal. Uh, I see the ice cream truck is uh, riding its bulletproof wave through a New York street. Uh, but anyway, so my favorite scene in this movie has to be none other than when he realizes he's talking to Lois, he saved Lois, and then he realizes that his mother is in danger, and this man flows off without so much of a goodbye because he has to go protect his mother. Comes out of nowhere, body Zod, hits him repeatedly like he um, wants to say he's vengeance, and says, you think you could threaten my mother? I have to give that scene a lot of credit. It was a really good thing. Shows the amount of mama's boyism that this man has. Superman, Kyle L, Kyle Krypton, all the way. Martha. Give it up for that scene. All right. So that being said, Chrissy, your turn. Okay. So my favorite scene. That was a good scene. I'll give you that. That's a great scene. But for me, um, my favorite scene is, well, it's hard to call it my favorite scene. But I will call it the most impactful scene for me um, was the scene where Jonathan Clark, um, Superman's dad, dies. Um, I'm sorry, Jonathan Clint, Clint uh, tongue tied. Kent. Jonathan Kent, yes. Uh huh. When Clark. he dies in the tornado and kind of like sacrifices himself um, to keep Clark's secret and to like, you know, keep his family out of the public eye and stuff like that. That part was really impactful for me. You know, you got to see kind of where Clark got his morals from and the fact that he could save him, but, but didn't. Um, I thought it was a, it was a great scene. So that was my favorite. All right. Nice scene. I got to give you for that scene so far. All good scenes. James, now on you, your best scene of this movie. All right. So some things I agree with, some things I disagree. Let me start with the disagreement or at least the confusion. I don't know what he meant when he said mama boyism about Superman saving his mother. Um, that's what he's supposed to do, and he has the ability to do it. And there's a superpower being who's going to kill his mother over something that she has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah, he should have left Lois, and he did what he was supposed to do. So salute to him for that. I agree with Chrissy. That scene where Jonathan Kent, he loved his son so much, and even at the time, Clark didn't understand it because he says so when he's talking to Lois at the gravesite. I didn't know why my father said that, but it's something that he learns over time. His son's privacy and his son's ability to choose his own destiny, and it actually mirrors what Jarrell said on Krypton, which is why they gave him the codex, which is why he was um, given the natural birth, is so that he can pick whatever destiny. If he chooses to be, uh, you know, Joe Blow has whatever nine to five job, that's what he wants to do. That's he has the right to do that. But just because Jonathan made the decision to go into the tornado to save the dog that was ungrateful that uh, ran away and left him. Hence why I would say you can get another dog. I'm sure there are a lot of them in Kansas. But anyway, why he says, don't rescue me because, uh, you know, this isn't the time. I chose to make this decision. That's my right to do that. You live your life, and when you're ready, you'll you'll make your decision. So I agree with Chrissy on that one. But let me just say there's some other ones that just caught my eye. I love the montage of Lois Lane being a reporter and being a good reporter. She says to Perry White, I'm a Pulitzer Prize winning uh, reporter. You actually see her doing investigative journalism. Other than Margot Kidder, when have you seen Lois Lane do that? Okay. Uh, when she's on the ship and they, that woman who's mad at her for some reason, I guess just because she's human, uh, throws her into the cell 
And she's, you know, obviously she would be scared or whatever, but she's looking around like, okay, how do I get out of here? What can I do? And she recognizes I'm going to call it a hard drive slot. And she remembers that Clark gave her that, uh, I'll say, USB. And she yeah. knows that she can put it in there. She thinks, well, this makes sense. If it's the shape, let me do that. She shows agency. I love that. Uh, but I'm going to say my favorite scene in this movie, just as far as spectacle, um, it was beautifully shot. I love the way it looks, is when Fiora takes out uh, the soldiers in Smallville. I had never seen a Superman movie. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Any time past, she, I don't think she's called Fiora. I forget what her name is in Superman 2 in the, in the Donna movie uh, back in the 80s. But we never see Superman and Kryptonians move as they should, right? Except in the cartoons. And we saw Fiora move. And remember, she's a soldier. She does not have uh, compassion, as she says. You know, she has one job and she focused. And you see her surgical skill when she took out those soldiers. It was as if they were nothing. That's how fast she was moving. She did it strategically. It was a beautiful shot, and it added to her character because that's who her character was. That's what her character would do, and that's the same thing she did with Clark later on in the IHOP when she's uh, uh, throwing those hands at him. It was a beautifully shot uh, sequence. Loved it. All right. <laughs> Admittedly, you guys are going to be upset. I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen any other Superman movie other than this one. So when Chris said that you haven't seen older movies and you said no, what were you talking about? No, I have seen older movies. I just haven't seen an older Superman. I've heard bad things about the um, one that was released right before it, um, but I never had an interest in going to, to go see it. Um, so I think, honestly, it was Marvel that kind of piqued my interest in superhero movies. And you know, while I was watching Marvel, I decided to go watch Superman. This is like way back in 2013 or whatever. Um, so I haven't seen any other Superman beyond Tom Welling in the, in the series, but I, I did like Henry as Superman. <laughs> Don't I'm, give I'm, me that I'm, look. I'm, I'm laughing because this explains why you think Smallville is, is an accurate depiction of Clark Kent. If you, if you, if okay. you, no, I'm just saying. No, no, I'm not. No, I never said it was an accurate depiction. I said, said it was good. my you favorite origin story. Well, I, yeah. I, I think that means good. Let me let me just expound on that. Uh, if you if you're familiar, and this is to anybody watching, if you're familiar with the canon, if you're familiar with other depictions of it, even if you look at the Adventures of Lois and Clark that used to come on ABC in the '90s, don't worry about it. Uh, that was a series, right? Yeah, the cartoon um, series. No, no? Well, the cartoon series. Oh, no. I've seen the cartoon. Live action. It's the Adventures of Lois and Clark. Um, oh yes, I've seen. Yeah. I think I've seen that. Okay. Well, the point is this: if you're familiar with the canon and she you're like familiar a, with the comics and everything like that, and the other depictions, immediately you would see, even in season one, that Smallville is very much a CW show. What do I mean by that? Every show in CW is exactly the same. I don't care what the title is. If it's if I don't know if Vampire Diaries is on that. I don't know Roswell. I think was on it when it was the WB. All of them have that cookie cutter, even the one that's supposed to be off the new comic with Archie and everything like that. All of them have the same feel. They look the same, and they're Sorry. not supposed to. Like, so small like, like, it feels that like same that, thing. The Flash, every episode, he tells me he's the fastest man alive, and the whole season is about why he's not the fastest. I'm confused. I don't want any more of it. I'm done. Don't do that. Don't do that. 
Have you seen an episode of The Flash? Let's Have you talk seen about a season? Superman. Every episode he says, I, I watch Flash very What we're not going to do is bury Flash. That's a good TV show. Must I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not burying Flash. You know, listen, people have to separate the emotion from what's being said. What I said is, is very cogent, and that's simple. I'm repeating what the show said. The show's telling me this. This is not James Best writing it. The show told me. The show's conceit is that Barry Allen, hey, I'm Barry Allen. I'm the fastest man alive. Season one of The Flash is about what? Somebody who's faster than him. So why is he lying to me? Season two, he says the same thing. What is season two about? Lies. Three, <laughs> lies. Season four, whatever season on now, lies. I don't get it. It's the same feel, and it shouldn't feel the same as ever. Because when he's making that at the beginning of the season, and we'll go Perfect. back to the topic in a second, we're going to, is what's going to happen is he's the fastest man alive, and then somebody challenges that. So that's what I would say. So he has to, the whole season will be about how he's going to proclaim and reclaim, I should say, becoming the fastest man alive. Don't disrespect the Flash is one of the best DC Chris, shows. If, if I'm ever on trial, I want you to be my number one uh, uh, witness because you will defend anything. If I'm caught with blood all over my body, Chris will get on the stand and say, Your Honor, he didn't say that he didn't do it. What I'm saying is I would have found the body. You will defend, defend anything. And, I hope, and I, hope, I hope Vic is the prosecutor because all he's going to say is he didn't kill you because it's just leading it's to leading another murder. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how to get away with murder. Let's yes. go on to the worst things. Vic, <laughs> you can start off by saying what do you think was one of the worst scenes of this movie? Go ahead. The very last scene. Like, I, you know... When he's talking to yeah, the always liked, No, no, no. Because I always liked how his identity was a secret from Lois while he was working at the Daily Planet. And the very last scene pretty much just throws that oh. away. Because, um, you know, you see how... I mean, they, they this is... The, the way that they did this movie was very nice as far as the origin story of Superman. But then there's just certain classic things that they took away. But wait, let's let's roll the footage back because someone enjoyed the scene on that that horrible movie Spider Man on Euro trip and vacation where they revealed Spider Man's identity gets revealed to everyone. That, no, that, no, but here's, that no. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about that, right? <laughs> Spider Man fighting with JJ Dillon, JJ Dillon. <laughs> Spider-Man fighting with J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> um, is is classic. You know what I mean? That's something that that they're going to have no matter what. But the thing about it is that they literally just took away the entire story of Clark Kent working at the um, at, at the uh, Daily Planet and it being a secret from Lois and everybody, and then, you know, just everybody being their natural self. You could tell by the way she was looking at him, uh -huh. she knew who he was, and she said, hi, welcome to the planet in a cutesy way, because, you know, he's coming to the planet. Um, so, like, you know, with the next movies, because obviously there's going to be a sequel, um, that part of it is not necessarily there. Like, the fact that he has a job and, like, he but he wouldn't the, be in Spider-Man either. He wouldn't be able to work at the at the Bugle. The, what's it called? The Daily Bugle? No, they or? took that away from Spider-Man. because. But the, here's the thing. Spider-Man is a child. This is so favoritism. Like, he's not running around. He's not running around. But here's the thing. like They also took away the Spider-Man wrestler. They took away the fact that he went wrestling and that and that he, Uncle Ben, died because he was going to go. Uh -huh. He was 
people watch him wrestle and all of that. Like they took all of that away. It's just like they this took, movie. They took away Spider Man's uh, testosterone and his intelligence as well. But you weren't complaining. He didn't have that in the first movie either. No, yeah, no, no Chrissy, Chrissy's just being a hater. She's no, just bro, well, hate. why is it that girls do that? Vic, you, you know, you know, you know, know that, that Lois knew his his identity. You know, when she went to his house. It's not the end of the movie. Yeah, she already but, knew. She knew everything. No, yeah. but my point is this: is just that, like, um, everybody didn't know. Took away, no, like, because no, in regular Superman, like he meets her at What's the regular Superman. Though, let me push you back. Like, like the regular Superman story. What, what is the regular Superman like, story? Like, like the comics? No, no, no I'm, not, I'm not being funny. No, and no, I, not, I, not just the comics. Just, just, just Superman, Superman, the cartoons, and Superman, the in 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 in, in the in, cartoon they're married. So I wanted. That's why I'm saying. Which cartoon they married? They don't start off married. Don't they? Meet what, what, the what, Daily point, let me let me say my point. My point is no. My whole thing is is just that they meet at the Daily Planet normally. And that's what that's okay. what turns off because they're supposed to meet at the Daily Planet. That's that's it. I mean, we don't. We could get into into specifics, details, and all of that. But the fact is that they pretty much just took that away. You know what I mean? Um. So that's the reason why I I pretty I don't like it because he. They're pretty much just taking away um, Clark Kent as far as being a reporter and running around and doing all of that stuff. That's true. I think that's that's part of the the not the problem, but the dilemma with reboots or like redoing a story over and over and over because you kind of have to toe the line between the traditional story and like having like your own freedom, uh, creative freedom, and making it fresh and new. So yeah, it's it's always gonna have to be something that you have to change. And there's always going to be some that, you know, prefer the original way or over the new way. But I see what you're saying. All right. Let's go to my worst scenes. Thank you, Vic. Uh, my worst scene is at the end. Actually, honest, also, uh, I have to somewhat agree with Vic because I have the same scene as my worst scene. So uh, kudos to you, Vic. Uh, this is a difference um, a little bit. You let it like you did not like it because you revealed his identity pretty much to Lois Lane, and I understand why you had a problem with that. Okay, because I felt like it should have been built up before you do that. I had a problem with the fact that Clark Kent was not looking like Clark Kent. That Clark, that Clark Kent, he really wasn't. He was just looking like a muscle guy in a in a tight ass suit. Correct, correct. So what what um Brandon Ruff did especially well, and what also what Chris Reeve did well. Uh, Christopher Reeve is the person who played Batman and I mean Superman in the eighties. Chrissy, uh, I know who he is. Okay, he did really. He was really good at looking like a nerd. Yeah, they did. They did the nerd thing very well. Henry Cavill, however, came in playing Clark Kent was not looking like a nerd. He came in and he looked like I could take this girl, this girl, this girl, this girl, and that girl. He <laughs> no problem. Okay, but Superman wasn't necessarily like a, a, a nerd, was he? Because he was, was just like, like a farm boy. He was a Okay. He grew up on a farm and he didn't look like a no farm boy. He ain't look like a no farm boy. He didn't look like a farm boy. Henry Clark Kent did not look like a farm boy. Clark Kent went in there looking like he taking everybody's girl. Everybody. <laughs> he looked like a farm boy to me. Oh please, they were they were ready to fight over in the bathroom. You can see that. Daily Bugle was going to be the called the Daily um Tool Outside and Garden. It was it was it was, it was, it was terrible, man. That's Just all, well, you wanted him to be ugly. I think this is no, what he didn't have to, ugly, him to, he didn't to make himself look so appealing. In the movie, Superman is strong. Like I said, I haven't seen the other Superman. We're not talking about Superman. We're talking about Clark Kent. Okay, Clark Kent. I know you're not used to differentiating between the two because of Smallville. But in the real Superman world, there's Superman and there's Clark Kent. (laughs) Superman and Clark Kent, even in the 90s cartoon, 
He was huge as Clark Kent. He wasn't the same size you can't as, talk about as the anime, people in the background. You can't talk about anime show, and they still try to make him look a little bit geeky. All right, he was running away from things. Right, this this Henry Cavill. First of all, they even saw that earlier in this earlier in the movie. He was about to say some woman. He had to walk away, but he gave him the look. I remember the look. I rewound the look. I was like, wow, how, yep. can, I, how can I have that look if I ever want to be a wrestler? Dude threw coffee in his face, and where the hell he threw at him? He did this. He looked up like, no effort. I will kill you. Right? Because <laughs> instead Wait, of showing... Wait, you didn't see what okay, happened to the truck? The no, they, I saw what happened to the in, truck. In the cartoons, they picked up as Superman as Superman. In the movie, during that scene, he wasn't Superman at that point. He was still Clark Kent trying to, to, to fit in and, and kind of be discreet about his powers and about his abilities. So of course he's gonna like, you know, not use his powers and look, you know, he's upset if somebody pours a beer on you, you're gonna be upset, but he's he struggling to control his, his emotions. He failed on being discreet because guess what? He revealed his secret identity to Lois Lane. So in that case, I do have to piggyback off a little bit of what Vic said, but that is my worst scene from this movie. Chrissy, since you have all that talkity talk, it is now your turn for the worst scene of this movie. I'm yes, Lord uh, forbid I have a talking talk on a podcast. Oh. Yakety yak, yakety yak. <laughs> Don't talk no. But um, right. oh. so my least favorite scene, I have two. So I'll just well list my first one. My least favorite scene is any scene with this guy in it, Russell Crowe. He's a pretty good actor but he phoned it in every scene he was in. I, I didn't like anything he was in. He was boring. He was like, they could have put like a drywall as his part and it would have made a difference. He brought nothing to that role. So any scene that he was in kind of sucked. Um, and my other least favorite scene is the 80 Superman was better. Okay. <laughs> so my other uh, least favorite scene is ironically the scene right before my favorite scene when they're in the truck and um, uh, Clark is kind of being a brat to his parents. And the scene in itself, I guess it, it makes sense, but the, I, they never disclosed how old Clark was in that role. But however old he was supposed to be, Henry was too old to be playing him. That's the why I didn't like that scene because the character didn't fit. His, his, the way he was acting was kind of like a, a bratty teenager. The way he was looking was like a 30-year-old man. They should have recasted him to a younger actor for that for that part specifically. And yeah, that's why it was my least favorite scene. It kind of brought me out of the movie. So yeah. All right. James is on you, Bruce. Okay. So listen, I can't have an opinion about your opinions about the your favorite or, or least favorite. That's your opinion, right? What am I gonna do with that? I only have something to say with why you picked it, right? Based on what you said. So let me go to the two on the left, on my left, right? Okay. And and I'll say this. I can't say you're wrong because that's clearly how you prefer <laughs> Clark Kent to look, right? What are you doing right now? He wants to hear every word coming out your mouth. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking at the camera intensely, so you know I'm paying attention intensely to uh, you and the uh, opinion of my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, but even in the cartoon and <laughs> yeah, the adventures of uh, Batman Superman, if you look at how they draw Clark Kent, even if how they draw Superman, it's very reminiscent of George Reeves' portrayal of Superman from the 1950s. And if you look at that, Superman is very much depicted because that was the style of the era to look like how he was originally drawn as a circus strongman, hence why he has the traditional trunks. 
right? So he has that burly look. And he just wears in the comics and even in the 78 uh, Superman, he wears maybe a size too big to hide the physique that he had, right? If you look mm -hmm. at the physique that Christopher Reeves has in the 70s and in the 80s film, he has a physique which is very, what we would call lean or not so much sinewy, but lean muscular build, right? Because at that time, that was considered to be the look. And this one, Henry Cavill has it, and, and Brandon Roth very much, they want him to look like Christopher Reeve, because as I've always said, his was just a continuation. He never got his own Superman movie. In this one, uh, um, Henry Cavill, he looks like the Superman of the comics today, right? And if you look even at the new animated movies, there's the one Superman versus Doomsday. Uh, he looks like his shirts are fitted because reporters wear fitted cut shirts now, right? Does it make sense that nobody is able to tell, hey, this dude is, is Jack? Like, nobody else goes to the gym as much as this dude. I've never seen even people whose job it is to go to the gym. He looks swole 24-7. What's going on? Versus, and, and also, <laughs> he looks like the guy we report on 24-7. Like, how do they not get the correlation? I don't know, right? Um, but as far as when Vic said, um, when Lois figured out, I like the fact mm -hmm. that Lois figured it out. Because remember... And even when, when the character was created in the 30s, all the way up until, you could argue, until the 90s, Lois Lane is always depicted as a plucky reporter. And because she's plucky and she gets into those situations, she's allowed to be in the boys' club. That is the conceit. Margot Kidder, I give her a lot of credit because she kind of bucked that, even though that was very much of the Lois of that time in the comics. And she was her own Lois Lane, right? And she bucked that tradition. And this one... If you look at how Amy Adams portrayed it, she was an intelligent person. She figured it out. She had an experience. And she said, I'm going to piece these puzzles together. There's no way I would have accepted that she went through all these experiences with this person. And she's an award-winning reporter. And she not know who Clark Kent is. Even if I hold to the, the, the ideals that I want her to figure it out in the next movie or at the very end. Or, so, or let him be a reporter for a little bit before she figures it out. Because it doesn't make any sense that she wouldn't figure it out. If she's that good, she would figure it out. They depict her as an investigative journalist. Why wouldn't she figure it out at the onset, especially all the things that she went through? It's, it's, it follows the logic of the film. Whether I like it or not, whether it's my favorite iteration or not, it holds true to that. But again, that's your opinion as to why you like it or dislike it. I have no opinion on that. I'm just saying as far as internal logic goes, it fits for me, right? What was my worst scene in this movie? I don't understand the question. I love this movie. Let's go on. Dang, not one scene? No, I enjoyed this movie. Actually, I'm glad, I'm glad that he didn't have worse scenes because after <clears> that <throat> spiel that he just did, uh, I was like, wow, we this go to work. Yeah, yeah no talky-talky on this, on this podcast, James. <laughs> we're six minutes over time. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to come back after a brief commercial. Please understand that we're going to have a movie uh, review again in two days on Thursday, another live taping of our podcast, uh, so you're going to see a commercial on that, but thank you so much for watching this first half, we hope, of Unpopular Review. We'll be back after this brief commercial. Stay tuned with us, ladies and gentlemen. Ready? Yeah. You look ready. I'm the law.
That's right. We're reviewing the movie Dread on Thursday at 9 o'clock p.m. Uh, that is a really interesting movie, a cult classic. Can't wait to introduce and talk about that one. But tonight we're here talking about Man of Steel. And we just got off of our It's Best of Scenes, Worst of Scenes. And we're going to go ahead. And uh, Amy was ballsy like Margo. That's, that's actually a question. We'll post that on Twitter and possibly Instagram as well. Uh, poll, who was the better Lois Lane? Was it Amy Kidder or Margo Kidder or um, Amy Adams? Uh, that'll be something I'm really interested in seeing. But let's go ahead and go into our next one, which is, I forgot, Quotables. Quotables. Quotables, that's right, Quotables. And for this one, we're going to start off with the person we ended with last time for his favorite quotes, and that is Mr. Bruce down there. Bruce, yes. take it away. Uh, thank you, thank you, Mr. Time in Attendance. Uh, so listen, this movie, I love this movie. Hey, sh- Quotables, it's time, time, okay? And Vic, thank you for paying attention. Um, quotables. This movie has a lot of why you laugh. This movie has a lot of quotes. I love this film. You know, Fayora has it. Perry White has it. I'm gonna mention two because again, time and attendance, right? And we're late for something because we we're gonna film something after this, right? So this first one is from Perry White, and this is very key, okay, uh, to this movie and even to the follow up to this movie, which is BVS. And we're gonna get more into that next week, okay? But this is what Perry White says to Lois Lane, and this is when they're talking. And they're going back and forth. And he says, listen, I'm glad that you dropped the story about this visitor from another world. Um, I don't think it was a good look. And I think you, you're making the right call by not revealing who this is. Right. And he says to her, can you imagine how people on this planet would react if they knew that there was someone like that out there? And that's very key, as I said, to BVS. But it's very key because you have to realize the conceit to the DCU is that it, what if these people existed in the real world, right? So as much as they can make it w- real world reactions and, and so on and so forth, that's what they're trying to do. And so what he says in that movie is very true. We see everything that's happening nowadays, just in this country alone, we're filming in uh, the United States. <laughs> people are, are, are getting blasted away for sleeping, for having cell phones, for being at their own house, uh, for walking down the street, um, for looking different than other people, for sitting in a car at a Wendy's. So can you imagine if someone could levitate or fly through the air or could lift the side of a building? People would have a fit. They wouldn't know how to react. And anybody who says that their reaction should be going back to golden age Superman when you have this pimp saying, hey, that's a fly outfit. That's funny in the 1970s. That doesn't make any sense for a modern audience. And anybody who says that that this is how people should react and everybody should love Superman and he should be treated great, I don't understand what world or what reality they live in because if people who look like me can't walk down the street or pass somebody in a uniform and not wonder, hey, is today the day, why would I think that they would accept somebody with superhuman abilities? Logically, I, I don't understand that. So I love that quote by Perry White. And the other one... I got to give it to Zod because it's just a great uh, sequence. And this is the end of the movie. Spoiler alert if you haven't ever seen it. And he's talking to Clark. And this is after they've destroyed uh, that nursery ship. I forget the proper name they call it in the movie. And this is Zod to uh, Cal, as he calls him. Look at this. And he's holding up the dust, the rubble of, of the ship, all those children on it that were destroyed, that Clark destroyed. We could have built a new Krypton in this squalor. But you chose the humans over us. I exist 
only to protect Krypton. That is the sole purpose for which I was born. And every action I take, no matter how violent or how cruel, is for the greater good of my people. And now I have no people. My soul, that is what you have taken from me. And so even though we can uh, consider Zod's actions villainous, right? From his point of view, as he said, just as Jor-El said, that's the reason they didn't leave with Clark, because they're genetically programmed to do one thing, and they would have brought that dead mentality to a new planet and would have doomed Earth the same way, right? So we have the, the, the answer to the question of, well, why didn't the parents build a larger rocket ship? Why didn't they just leave with them and everything like that? Why is it so important that Clark was given a natural birth and he's just, whatever he decides to do, he does... That's why, because all of them on that planet were engineered to do one thing. That's why they kept drilling into the planet. They could have gone to any planet and 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 terraformed it and done all that. <clears throat> the council said, why would we do that? That makes no sense. Why would we leave our world? They have been doing it for 100,000 years and refused to do it. So what Zod did in the beginning of the movie makes sense. He's trying to save his people. What Jor-El did makes sense because he's trying to save his people. And when Clark took that from him, all the destruction of Metropolis that everybody complains about in BVS, that's the result of that. You took his soul. He has no purpose anymore. So nothing matters. And when you take people's humanity, so to speak, or their reason for being, and they can't even be themselves, that's what's going to happen. So I love that. Denise, to actually answer your question, we did a review of that trailer. It's on our YouTube channel, Unpopular Review. So go ahead and check it out. Great, great episode. Uh, there now, um, Vic, you have a quotable ready? Yes, all right, let's get to yes. it. And it's so funny because it's actually it's actually piggybacking off of everything that James just said. And, um, basically, the, the quote is, um, from Superman when he said Krypton had its chance. Um, now, the one of the coolest things that I think that you know, hence the name Cal Krypton as far as the Superman story is that basically all of, um, at least the codec is living within Kal-El. So he's Cal Krypton, you know what I mean? So like, I thought that that was cool, but even with that, um, I guess he's probably just gonna try to find another way or whatever, but um, even with that, he realized that like Krypton had his chance and he pretty much right then and there just was like, all right, I know what I have to do. And you know that 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 kind of solidified his character and his purpose and what he wants at that moment. So that was that's my quote right there. Well, I guess I'll go next. Um, yeah. So no. I had a feeling that you guys were going to get a lot of General Zod quotes and a couple Clark Kent quotes. So I wanted to go another way to like I guess less popular quotes because this is unpopular review so why not get some unpopular quotes <laughs> so um wait i have another one too without, without oh you have that. another you want to go yeah yeah no i just thought of it i have another one because i thought it was funny okay but well, yeah, um, i'll see you later you sure go ahead well no I, she just said no, because after they had the first kiss um lois real quick and just you know what i mean and just like a woman Man, negative. <laughs> like you know, it all goes downhill after the first kiss. I'm just like, really? <laughs> That's the first thing you say. <laughs> That's why he likes her because of her quick wit. <laughs> yeah, you're stupid. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Sorry, well, my favorite quote is also um, by a woman in, in the movie. Um, it was Martha um, as she was kind of consoling Clark. It was when he was young, a flashback. And, you know, he's just in school for, I'm assuming, the first time because by his reaction, um, he starts, you know, his powers kind of start. He couldn't control his powers. So he hides himself in, in, in the janitor's closet. And when she shows to the school and tries to console him, see what's going on. He says, um, mom, the world's too big. And she says to him, trying to um, work, get him through this, then make it small. And I thought that was great advice from a parent to a, to a child, specifically to a child, because that's something that they could, you know, kind of visualize and it'll, it will, in their child brain, this is something that they could, you know, understand. So, and it's a good technique when you're having, I guess, an anxiety and, you know, if you think you're overstressed, just, and your problems are too big, just make them smaller, Come, you know, fix what you can fix. And I thought that was great advice and um, great quote. That's a good one, yeah, that's true. Was that your quote? That was your one quote? That was my good? one quote. All right, I actually have two quotes, uh, you know, in a movie that has so many good quotes. That was a good quote from Martha. I actually like that. I, I kind of agree uh, with you on that one. So I, I, I give you credit for that. Um, Vic, I, I liked your first one. Your second one, not so much. And uh, James has some really good quotes, too. Of course, that General, General Zod quote was very, very powerful. So uh, kudos to you for giving that quote. I have two quotes. Two quotes here. Uh, one, you know, you want to talk about unpopular. Let's go ahead and we'll go with Feora because I uh, – that would quote from Feor. She had some good quotes too, even though she had like three lines in the movie. But my favorite line <clears throat> is exactly how I feel when I'm playing people in video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, say it. You know, so yeah. when I have a quote, it goes to my everyday life. All right. Mm-hmm. But this is what Feora said that I tell people when I'm playing them in Madden and NBA 2K and WWE. The fact that you possess a sense of morality and we do not give us an evolutionary advantage. And if history has proven anything, it is that evolution always wins. Ladies and gentlemen, I am evolution. That's why I'm the executive champion, and I will be again this Saturday. Because I am evolution, all right? I am the future, Charles, not them. They no longer matter, all right? (laughs) They no longer matter. So I got to go ahead and give it up for Fayor for that one, who had a lot of killer scenes in this movie. See what I did when I said Killer and Feora because she was killing people left and right. Next thing I have to do is uh, I'm going to go with Chrissy's favorite character, and that's Jarrell. Uh, Jarrell, I can see why you say he phoned it in, but I actually did enjoy it. I actually did enjoy it. But I can see why you say he phoned it in. Because yes, he did. There were certain things I was like, really, dude? Really, the internet was that bad? Oh, it sounds like it sounds like there's distortion on that line that you're using, that landline, line, because it was 2013. It was eight years before this. Chrissy wouldn't even seen it. All right, so here's the line that he said. All right, you will give the people of Earth an ideal to strive towards. They will race behind you. They will stumble. They will fall. But in time, they will join you in the sun. Kyle, in time, you will help them accomplish wonders. Why is that quote important to me? Because everybody that I surround myself with always ends up seeing things the way I need them to see you because they are going to join me in this sun that I actually need them to join me in because I am usually right in everything that I say. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the quotable part of this show. Let's go on to another segment. Let's go on because we are, like, behind. Let's go into, yeah, I'm tired of tennis tonight. Let's go into another segment. Let's go into our favorite segment is recast it where we bring one of the characters or two of the characters of the movie 
and put somebody else in their spot that's going to be worth it just as good, if not better. Anybody want to volunteer to start? I'll start off because uh, <laughs> I don't. Hey, you know what? Man, still was so good it was hard to recast, but because I signed a contract and committed, I got my two. So I'm going to go ahead and put one up. First person I'm going to put up is none other than um, let's go ahead with uh, Lois Lane. Is that a good one? Is that a good one? I don't know. You, who did you recast? <laughs> I'm trying to think if I recast the Lois Lane or you're not even ready we're, we're, to go first. Time, let's, but take your time, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> let's go on to someone who's prepared. I'm prepared. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, so, uh, you're recasting. I know. Okay. All right, Vic. Go ahead. You. That's yours, right? <laughs> Vic, did you phone it in? <laughs> Vic, Vic put it in there. So go ahead, Vic. You just volunteer. You just skip over me. Made an executive right, go decision. Ahead. I think Vic really liked. I'm sorry, movie. but Lois Lane. I'm sorry, but I was just bothered by the fact that Lois Lane didn't have black hair. Like that really bothered me. That just irked me. I know it's being petty. Did she have black hair in, in the comics? She always had black hair. Oh, yeah, I've seen that film. show. I like this I've Lois seen Lane. That. I knew she had this, this, she this Superman. In uh, Smallville. No, yeah. she didn't. That was that's, Lana. That's probably Lana why, Lang. That's probably why I sucked right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lois came later. She had like brunette. She was a brunette hair. Like okay, so they messed her. No, I'm not. I was just. I'm sorry, but I was. I I liked her wit, but I'm just not feeling her. I'm not feeling this look. I'm sorry. I'm just like <laughs> so accustomed to black haired Lois Lane. Um, I think that she that she depicted the character well, but. Uh, no, 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 no. All right. So That's one for it. Team Petty, one for Team Petty. Let's go. One for Team Petty. All right. Yeah. Let, me, let me get back in here. Let me jump in here. Okay. First person, since we're talking about Lois Lane, let's go ahead and talk about my recasted Lois Lane. Like I said, I think actually she did a pretty good job. Uh, she was one of the weakest characters of the movie, but the movie had so many strong characters that her weak character was actually a strong character. But um, nice. she wasn't the most appealing to look at. So if we're going to do eye candy, let's go ahead and put in oh, Megan hey. Fox. Hey. So Clark is too much eye hey. candy. Too much. <laughs> too much hey. that is unrealistic. But Lois Lane is not enough. Christy, they said that, that nobody should know who Clark Kent is based on his physique. Lois Lane is supposed to stand out. But Clark looked the same throughout the cartoon. Is hotness personified? I will always be happy to have her in the movie, and she has black hair, Vic. Right? Uh, so yes, she does. She's yes, black, she does. unfortunately. Yeah, I love Amy. her in Transformers. I would have kept Amy Adams because Amy Adams did a very good job. So I, the only reason I come up throwing Amy Fox in there because I want some eye candy. So go ahead, Megan Fox. Megan Fox in there. Uh, I will replace another person. I'm going to replace your favorite character, Jarrell. Because uh, he did phone in it, and he phoned in it so well. It's like, hey, who else can we put in this spot, right? That would do just as good. And hey, 300 comes to mind because he's an avatar team, even though this is 300. But he could play Jorel in this movie. But once again, perfectly passed. Wouldn't take anybody away. I almost put uh, Lawrence Fishburne, took him out, and put Samuel J. Fox, um, Samuel L. Jackson in there. That's how bad it was, but you know, whatever. That's where to go ahead. All right. Oh, sorry. So Let's... two for Petty. Two for Petty. Okay. So I'll go next. And I will say this guy. Three for I Petty. wanted so badly to recast him, but unfortunately I couldn't think of someone who could play his his character. 
So he makes it through on technicality. <laughs> so, but so he um, makes it through on a technicality. That's hilarious. Yes, he did because he was a hot mess in that movie. I, I hate to be the one to say it. He phoned it in, but I do have a recast it, and like the rest of you, so far, I've decided to recast Amy. She did a great job, but I had to recast somebody, and she was it. So, um. We have Amy, she did a great job again, but I feel like someone who could play this role just as well, if not better, right here. You've Boom. got to be kidding. You've got to be uh, yeah, Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Or do no, you not no, I agree. I agree. But thank you. It. She could most definitely play Lois Lane, Anne Hathaway. You yeah. might remember her from Princess Diaries, yeah. or you might remember yeah. her from uh, um, the, De the Devil Wears product. That's the only issue, it was because she yeah. was in another um, DC movie. What's but the movie? She was in um, the Batman movie, the third Batman, <laughs> as Catwoman. But you could see. <clears throat> Night Rises. Don't do that. Did, did I not get the movie correct? Sheesh. No. <laughs> so, um, if you all remember the scene where Lois Lane, she goes into like the 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 ice the iceberg where the head you know where the alien ship is armed with just her camera. Um, you can't tell me you cannot see Anne Hathaway doing no, that I same thing. Yeah, <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, I do. Oh my god! But I fine. do. I think she's she's spunky. She's got. Yes, she's got, she can definitely what do about it. Anne Hathaway is spunky. Please defend that. Statement. No, I mean like Please, like no. She she's got she's got attitude. Like she's like yeah, exactly that one too. Chrissy, nobody but you has seen the the the, the Princess Diaries. Oh, nobody but I'm the one who ever seen movies. That's a classic movie. For who? For everyone. That that's a classic no, movie. That much yeah, no, no, that's a girly like... movie. That's one of those All right, things. Well, you if you don't like, apparently, so oh, wait, go no, I got one go more. Ahead defend. Let me hold ahead and defend you real quick, History. One, I think, Anne Hathaway, I think Anne Hathaway was not a bad choice. That's one. I think Thank it was a you. Good that's Thank one. You. Two, James, just because you and myself and Vic would not see The Princess Diaries, let's not disrespect it by saying that it's not a classic movie. A lot of people have seen it. I didn't say it wasn't a classic movie. I said it was clear. My statement was clear. And this mm -hmm. is it. Chrissy's trying to put words in my mouth. I said nobody but Chrissy has seen that movie. You haven't seen that movie. Vic hasn't seen that movie. To my but a lot of people have. Oh, nobody on the show. I said nobody. Right. That's what I just said. Oh, you didn't Chrissy. say nobody on the show. You didn't clarify. Yeah. Who else am I talking about? The people I don't know. Yes. But it's okay. It's okay, guys. It's okay because so just because. Just hey, hey, wait. Nobody wait. speaks Chinese here. <laughs> nobody speaks Chinese here. I mean, uh, right in these. Uh, hey, Krypton has had a chance. Krypton has had a chance. This is my recasting. I don't want to confuse anybody. None of us speak French, but there are people in the world who I speak tried, French. I just want to clarify. <laughs> okay, so because James, whatever, apparently in the Princess Diaries, and what's the other one? The the Devil and Prada. The Devil wears Prada. And, and all right. we've all seen it. We've all seen it. Apparently. So back to my recasted. <laughs> Since James didn't like my first selection, I have another one for you. So I went ahead and recasted Amy Adams again. <laughs> Nothing against Amy Adams, right? Yo, nobody Nothing likes this her. girl. Nothing against her. She I was like, great. Nobody likes chances, this girl. But I also feel like, boom, Amelia Clark could definitely Ooh. play Lois Lane. You say you're attracted to them. Don't say they're a good choice. I'm not attracted to women. I'm not gay. It's not That's part of my lifestyle. That's no offense to anyone who is. But she is a beautiful actress. 
she is a, a, a great actress. She's been great in all the roles that I've seen her in. And also, you liked her, I, Sarah Connor. Liked her in Sarah O'Connor. No, <laughs> I, I haven't seen. I seen Sarah all Connor. the roles that I've seen her in. If I haven't okay. seen her in it, I don't know if I like her. In. But also, I feel like <laughs> it'll be a great for when Justin Lee, when it, when they finally make a new mm -hmm. one, she could have like a little uh, love triangle going on with a uh, Aquaman. <laughs> So well, now you're just taking it too much. You just took the chip. Yeah, now, now I'm not going to defend. Now I'm not defending. Yeah, she's just taking the chip. Now I'm just taking the chip. I mean, listen, man. She is attractive. She's beautiful. Like, you know what I mean? But that's it. Like, look, listen, my whole thing is this woman right here could have been Lois Lane as long as she had black hair. That's my thing. No, right? I think Lois Lane needs to have that's like having a blind Superman. You imagine Superman showed up blind? Come on now. Yeah. Here's my question to you You said that Lois Lane has to have black hair. You yes. didn't mind that Spider Man was played by a woman. So what's the problem? I don't understand. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't mind that all of a sudden Lois Lane can't be a redhead. All of a sudden now. Now nah, 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 nah. can't be a redhead. It's weird. It's weird. Hey, it's weird. Denise, Hey, listen, man. Clearly, I got you agree. Clearly, you're one of the people who saw uh, Devil and Prada and uh, what's the other one? The Princess Diaries and all that. <laughs> <laughs> with those, with those, with those stellar movies Yo, that I'm sure Anne Hathaway is. No, so those cool. movies. I and mean, no, no. And the third, as she says, the title is this. What Chris, are we going to name it? We're going to name it the third. I'm finished with my recap. You're done? you're done. So we got you're right done, here. Done. We got so right James, here. And boom. <laughs> That's it. James, oh, we're not, I'm sorry. It was so I'll, 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 I'll do Chris a favor. I'll say this. Between the two, if we're going to say Amelia Clark or Anne Hathaway, those are the two real choices, right? I'll say I think Lois Lane would more look like Anne Hathaway because she's taller. And I don't see Lois Lane. Amelia Clark is a shorter woman. I don't see Lois Lane that short. So I'd say between the two choices, I'd go with Anne Hathaway. I just I'm giving you a hard time, but I just don't see it. I don't understand what... But I haven't seen those movies, so I understand what uh, about Anne Hathaway screams Lois Lane. Megan Fox and uh, I forget the other one, the other disrespectful one that Vic said because he's paying attention all this episode. Um, you know, y'all just are attracted to them. That's fine. Just say you're attracted to them. But uh, stop hating on Amy. You know? I'm Amy, not you, name is James I'm Best. You know what? I'm interested in hearing your What are you talking about? This right. is That's a great Lois. Really got so much to this say. This is a great Lois, man. Lois, man. She already played Lois. She played, yeah, she, she could play Martha. <laughs> what? She could play Martha. She could, she's old enough to play she could, Martha. She, yeah, actually, that would be nice. She, the low -key disrespect she is old enough. How? Because I'm casting her in an age-appropriate role? Yeah, Terry, Terry Thatcher is not, is not, is not bad for Martha. With the H. Hatcher. Let's go on to your recast. Let's please, please reveal who hey, your Go to recast it, bro. Right. So I can flame I mean, it. Listen, I like this movie. There's a lot of hate going on. I don't understand what it is. I'm playing by this. I don't have to do these recasts. I don't have to do these quotables, but I'm doing it because I want to play along, okay? Next, they're going to make me watch those estrogen movies. I already had to watch one. I'll tell you what I thought of Bridesmaids and my final thought. It'll be real quick. Believe me. Okay? Oh, and it, it'll be explicit, so get ready. But uh, I said, who am I going <laughs> to pick movie, right? Because I liked everybody, but I said, okay, fine. If, I, if I'm going to pick anybody, let's do uh, Colonel Hardy, okay? I liked him in this. It's Christopher Maloney. He brings it as Elliot Stable. You, 
He's coming back to SVU. I've been waiting for this. Okay, I need to see that energy. But I said, who for real? Play? Wait, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. For real? He's having his own show. I just brought you. That's a scoop that you got here. Okay. Oh, yeah. you heard what about first. Happy? Huh? What about Happy? Can't he do two things? Don't you do two things? Okay. 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 Yeah. No doubt. All right. Continue. Go ahead. All the time. Go ahead. Now listen. Go ahead. So I said, who could play Car Colonel Hardy, right? Elias Cody. <laughs> you telling me that he doesn't remind you of Colonel Hardy? Are they brothers? Like, like golly. Huh? Right. Does he not look like him? They yes. look exactly alike. Exactly the same. As I said, this is a good recast it. Chris, I know you're waiting to say something hateful, but you're a hater. Okay. They literally look like the same knows. person. That is a good Colonel Hardy. And it looks like him. They could bring the heat. Okay. Oh my God. That's all. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to do. Denise, they could want? recast him as Elliot and I wouldn't know the difference. <laughs> Was that your recast, Mr. Best? Yes, that's my don't disrespect my recast. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> That's All right, right, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, that was the recasting segment. Uh, most people will consider this. You know, you know what? I recast it. That's a different person. <laughs> it's a different actor. It's Elliot Cody. Adams. Are you Amy sure? Adams. Yes, that's Elias Cody. Amy Adams was the person consensus needed to go. If any other characters needed to go, James is over here with some more tomfoolery. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back. Let's talk about the next movie in the DC universe that we're going to talk about. <laughs> Uh, ironically, special time again for the third week in a row next Tuesday. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this brief sound and commercial break. Stay with us, ladies and gentlemen. Today is a day for truth. The red capes are coming. Let the record show that this committee holds him responsible. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is right. Next Tuesday, we're going to be reviewing the sequel to this movie, the follow-up, right, Vic, to this movie, Batman versus Superman, one of my most anticipated movies of all time. Cannot wait to review this movie next week. Uh, same time, apparently, Tuesday, 7 o'clock. Ladies and gentlemen, we're right back here talking about Man of Steel, and we are going to get into our very final thoughts of this movie, and we're going to start off with none other than C, the superior C. Take it away. All right. So um, about this movie, I remember seeing the movie theaters, and after leaving the movie theaters, I loved it. I, I, I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was really well cast. Even Amy Adams, we are, we are joking, you know, as far as recasting her. We had to pick somebody. She just got selected this time. But she did a great job. Everyone did a great job aside from Russell Crowe. And I did enjoy this movie. So I'm going to give a thumbs up to this movie. And I'm going to give a thumbs up to Henry because he looked great in the movie. He looked like Superman to me. He looked like Clark Kent to me. So, yes, thumbs up. Thumbs up for me. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, it's my it. turn. Okay. All right, cool. He see he didn't even say nothing, right? He just puts <laughs> me on 
to try to catch me and make he, sure he that just he just left you a clue like the Riddler. Like out of nowhere, right? He just doesn't okay, that's fine. But anyway, um I love the fact that this movie was casted really well from Kevin Costner to Lawrence Fishburne to just you know the the huge cast of people that that was just in here. Number one, that really caught my attention. I really like the story. I really like how, um, hence the name, all of Krypton is in Kal-El's cells. Like I really like that because obviously that's one of the things that is going to lead to further movies. Um, I really liked how they pretty much just jumped from Superman one to Superman three. If anybody saw all of the old ones or is it Superman four where he fights all those people? I forget, but, um, it, I, honestly, like when I saw it in the theater, just like Chrissy, I walked out enjoying it and watching it again, seeing all the things that I missed. I definitely enjoyed it. Um, this is something that I can even watch again to tell you the truth. I mean, the DC universe is, I see that we're doing DC now. So, um, I think they're starting strong, you know, this is the Iron Man. So like, I definitely think it's starting strong and I'm, excited to see more. I'm always excited to see more. Thumbs up. <laughs> All right. Oh, is it my turn? Because the screen big. Hey, put it on all four. I want to see y'all faces as I say this. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, where'd you go? What are y'all laughing for? You can... All right. So listen, it's no secret that I'm a fan of Snyder's movies. I'm a fan of the Snyderverse. Forget Joss Whedon and what he tried to bring from Avengers over to, to DC. It didn't work. It was trash, and he's out of here, okay? Why am I a fan of Zack Snyder? Because I like good movies, okay? Now, Superman 78, that's very much golden age Superman, right? The things mm -hmm. that he does, he saves cats out of the tree, as I said last time. You know, he's on the uh, railroad tracks. He's that golden age classic, very much Bruce Reeves, right? And to a certain extent, even Brandon Routh is in the, what is it, 06 Superman Returns movie, right? And I said the biggest problem with that movie is not that he portrayed the character poorly, but because they're, but they're trying to reboot something that they're making a sequel to something that came out 20 years prior, and it doesn't work. It's in a different generation. We've already been in the war in Iraq, the war in Afghanistan, 9-11 has happened, and none of these things are explored in the character, and it should be of the time. You couldn't come up with a TV show that's styled after the 1950-something Superman and put it on TV now. It's not going to work. You can't even have a TV show that's not even stylized or dramatized, right? They didn't have that in the 90s. Right, but they—it's very much common now. You can't even do a, a show on TV like if you try to do something like Netflix, that's only thirteen episodes and just stream it. You couldn't do that ten years ago. That wasn't a thing. So time moves on. This movie, Man of Steel, even though it's two thousand twenty now, is very much the Superman of this age. I like how people react to him. I like the fact that even though he's saving people, the soldiers still have their guns up because they would have their guns up. This is the only protection we have against somebody like you. And even though we know through experience it might not do anything, this is what we know. We're human. You're not. I like the fact that he was conflicted throughout the movie. He didn't know if he was Kryptonian. He didn't know if he was human. He didn't know if he had a destiny, so to speak. He didn't know if he could just choose to be his own thing. When he tried to choose to be his own thing, people kept messing with him. And he couldn't just go out and choke people out like we humans can do and like we often do. 
he is kind of pushed into that Boy Scout role because he is so much stronger. He is so much uh, better than us, right? I love all those aspects that they bring to the character. I love the fact that Metropolis was destroyed because two super beings were fighting and people would die. In the cartoon series, and you see it very in the 90s, and you see it very much now, people die when superpower beings, beings go at each other. That's very realistic. It's unrealistic for people to fight, let's say, I don't know, let's not call it Metropolis, let's call it New York, and they're able to contain all the damage within a two-block radius, and nobody dies, not even the main characters. I don't know, let's call that movie Avengers, right? That's not realistic. That doesn't happen. In this movie, people die. It's mass casualties. Even, even mainstays in this movie that we watched about the movie that we may like or dislike, we didn't know if they were going to live or die. That raises the stakes for us. When that woman is trapped in the rubble and Perry White chooses to go back knowing that he very much will die, and it just happens to be that Clark stops the uh, the world engine, right? They didn't know, and we didn't. We don't. Maybe they're going to kill him. We don't know what's going on. We've never seen Martha Kent choked out. We don't. We don't know what's going on. And when Clark snaps Zod's neck because he says, "I'm never going to stop," even though we haven't seen Superman do that before, it was brilliant for what this movie's trying to do and what they set up in this movie. And that's how you have to look at it. You can't compare it to a movie that came out like almost 40 years ago. That's not fair to this. So I love this movie. It's great. The writing is great. The quotes are great. The actors are great. It's a thumbs up. Easy. All right. Thumbs up from James. <laughs> mm. Now in one final thumbs down to make it all good. <laughs> Is it going to be a clean sweep for Man of Steel and all thumbs up? Let's go ahead and go with some facts. Uh, let's go ahead. 7.0 out of 10 on IMDb.com. This movie cost $225 million to make. Made $668 million worldwide. 291 came from the United States of America. So it was financially successful, even if it didn't go up there with Avengers and stuff like that. So let's give it a little bit of kudos and props there for that. Let's talk about a lot of good in this movie. A lot of good in this movie. It was shot very, very well from the beginning scenes on Avatar all the way to the battle scenes at the end of the movie. I enjoyed everything visually. I enjoyed the fight scenes between General Zod and uh, Superman simply because of the fact that what James said. I mean, this is how a superhero battle would be. Uh, and once again, I have to go with the visual. That fight scene was visually stunning. As they were fighting and they were the, the camera was panning in with Superman as he was zipping around the, uh, the city at a speed that we should not be able to see. So it was really, really well done. The casting of this movie was really, really well done, except I agree with Christy. Jor-El kind of, uh, Russell Crowe kind of phoned it in. Uh, we all said if we recasted this movie, Amy Adams would go, except for James, but he was being biased. Amy Adams would go. Uh, Feora was not showcased enough in this movie, in my opinion, because she did a phenomenal job. There was another guy that we'll call uh, the third member of Thanos' children, who um, he also did not do a lot in this movie at all. Um, there was a scene in the beginning of the movie where General Zod and the two uh, other people were put into the Phantom Zone, and they were encased in what looked like giant penises, and they were thrown into the Phantom Zone. Was not a fan of that scene. I was not a fan of the scene where Zod was killed 
simply because of the fact that some people say, oh, Superman does kill. That's not what my problem was. My problem was Superman killed him because General Zod was trying to kill a family that did not know how to move. So I had a problem with that scene. <laughs> had a huge problem with that scene. Move, mofos. <laughs> it was a, not only was your space for you to run, the beat was going slow as crap. You're going to tell me you can't move? <laughs> not happy. Not happy with that at all. <laughs> I was not happy with Henry Cavill coming into as Clark Kent and looking like he was going to bang every <laughs> woman there. A lot of jealousy going on in this. Because okay. I can't do it. So why are you doing it, Clark? All right. Wasn't happy about it. Even Perry White looked like he had a crush on him. Hey, I just hired this new young strappy kid. Not happy with that. All right. So there was a lot of bad about this movie. And it ended up making me really sour. So, clean sweep. Thumbs up. Great movie. One of my favorite movies of all time, Man is Still. I mean, it was never a doubt. This movie gets all the respect and praise from me. And I will put this movie up. And I know this is going to be unpopular. And I wish Willie was watching right now. Because I'm going to say it. What's going on, Brett? James basically just said my thoughts. Well, I'm Thank you. You know what? James spoke so long. That he was going to touch. Just leave it at what Brett said, all right? He was going to touch somebody's thoughts. Somebody was. If you have to listen to James, what are your thoughts? The odds were in my favor, right? Right, yeah, right, exactly. The odds were forever in your favor, buddy, because that's how long that went. Like, I'll keep it real. Always keep it real. You saw how long it took me to put the thumb up because I was like, whatever you're ready for. I appreciate the hate. Whatever, whatever. But this movie, yeah, thumbs up. I mean, it was a fantastic movie. And like I said, the unpopular thing to say, and I wish Willie was watching it, I would put this movie up against almost any Marvel movie in the MCU. By far. I would definitely do that. And if somebody comes up, I will respect their opinion unless they tell me Ant-Man. I will respect their opinion, and I will actually listen to their opinion before I tell them why they're wrong. Uh, This movie... Until they say something that makes no sense, then I will get upset. Well, yeah, because even Vic over here, he gave it a thumbs up, but he insulted Vic, him. Wake up, wake up, Vic. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning. Uh, I, forgot he's, I forgot he's on mute. Uh, become mute, Christy. But it's like, you know, Vic insulted this movie at the beginning. Vic said, Vic said it was like Iron Man. No, don't do that. Do not insult Man of Steel. Man of Steel. You gave Iron Man a thumbs up. What are you talking about? And no, this is the first but one. I have a question. That's why it's compared to Iron Man. Iron Man was a thumbs up. Iron Man was a very good movie. If you told me Iron Man is comparable to this movie, I can hear your argument and I can make an argument, but I still will go towards Man of Steel. But I can respect it if you say the first Iron Man. If you tell me guys. Iron Man 2, I will say no. This is Spider-Man Superman off. No, of course not. I'm just saying the only reason why we hold our real-life peacekeepers and military to very high standards, superheroes would be too. Go ahead, Vic. Accurately said. But no, the only reason I said that is because of it's the first one. The first but guys, so uh, I have a question. So in the scene where they have um, the big glacier or the whether you know wherever that thing was, and there was actually the spaceship inside. Was that the spaceship that? Um, Clark's father was in. So, no. Christy, Christy, I'm going to ask you a question, and Vic, you're going to love this. So, pay attention, Vic. Did you notice the spoiler in that in that scene when he went in the ship? What? What do you mean? Did y'all notice anything? So, all the pods were closed, right, except one. One of them was open, and there was no body in it. 
Who's that? Supergirl? Mm-hmm. In the comics, Supergirl Carol oh, nice. Park does, and she's buried in ice. But time-wise, they said that that, that ship was remember, there. It was encased in ice Kryptonian, for um, the ice was around eighteen thousand years old. Chrissy, remember, even even Kryptonians outside of the Yellow Sun, they don't age. Remember, Zod was looking for Clark for thirty years, and they looked exactly the same. To us, they hadn't aged at all. Under nice. the Yellow Sun, they would be even more so. Their 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 genes would be. Uh, um, uh, altered even more so, and they wouldn't age at all. In the comics, Superman could be 10,000 years old and look exactly the same. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so for her to be frozen in the ice, you know, that's So not they were sending ships to Earth before... Yeah, remember, Jor-El says when he was phoning yeah. it in, mm -hmm. Jor-El says that, uh, according to you, I, I think Russell Crowe did a great job, Russell, if you're listening, but uh, he <laughs> says that for 100,000 years, our people, we went over the all over the uh, the galaxy. And remember, he said to Laura, he said, look for this planet. She didn't just randomly pick Earth. He said, did you find it? Because he wanted her to go to that specific, to send the baby to that specific planet. They knew about Earth because they had been there before. And remember, mm -hmm. he says, I'm the one who designed these ships. Mm -hmm. So the family, the L family, remember, that's all they did. They're all scientists. They, mm -hmm. they don't get to be <clears throat> One, they're all but Krypton is like a really technologically like advanced planet. Not anymore. Not anymore. But it was. Uh, yes. In okay. So, and years. if just stick with me here. So, if this ship was over eighteen thousand years old, how is it that Clark, who now ages as a regular human because he was sent to Earth, no, he how doesn't. Is it, he doesn't age as a regular human. Well, he. From birth to thirty-three years old, he was aging as a normal human. Because he every 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 child, no matter which planet, would grow to maturity. He's just grown to maturity. Okay, so again, since he's been on Earth, he's been aging at a normal rate. Is that fair to say? He he grew to maturity, but what is the question that you're asking? The question is, how is it when he reached Earth, um, and has been growing at a normal rate until he reached maturity? How is it that the little USB drive thing that he has fits or is still compatible with a ship that's over 18,000 years old? This I is said, this technology. Said, if this planet is so technological or advanced and they have remember, all this smarts and genius, person, they don't remember, make they, advancements. They say it in the movie several times, and Jarrell says it. Our family built these ships. Remember, Clark is. Yes, they, Christopher they, Columbus built ships, but we don't no, still you're, use you're, those. You're not, uh, he's saying that specific. <laughs> That specific ship that they're on. Uh-huh. No. But 18,000 years ago. Listen, 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 yeah. listen, listen. Please, please pay attention. Mm -hmm. The movie answers the question. And on Krypton, everybody, even those babies in that, in that, um, in that, I forget the name of the ship, but the arc ship that Clark, he lasers, they don't grow up just to say, hey, one of them wants to be a teacher, one wants to be a basketball player, one wants to be a sanitation worker. They are already pre-programmed. Mm -hmm. They are already pre-programmed. They can't do anything else. They don't. They don't the know communists. how to do anything else. That's why Zod never changes his his thinking, his motivation, anything. The uh -huh. only ones in Krypton to have an original idea are Jor-el and and Lara Zor-el, right? And they said we're going to conceive a baby naturally so that mm -hmm. he's not genetically engineered, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that way he can take and carry in his cells. All of the possible 
um, uh, genetic material from Krypton and they, they can repopulate Krypton with babies who are born naturally and they can choose mm -hmm. to be whoever they want to be. That is what, yep. that, that is the plan. Yes. The L family are scientists. They have been scientists for a hundred thousand years. Mm-hmm. They, they don't have new technology. They stopped doing that. Remember, they but if said, they're scientists, they have listen, to come up with. with no, they don't. Chris, what, why are they scientists if they're not coming up with new ideas? Listen, so if they have technology, what if they advance upon that technology or they keep the same technology for 18,000 years? Civilization is dying because they are not changing. Mm -hmm. Even though if you look at the people on the council, they're wearing the same robes that their ancestors wore. They don't have new people to make fabric. That's why they didn't go to other planets. Remember, Jorel said, I said we could go to other planets. They're within our reach. We can do the same thing our ancestors did. And the people who do the Krypton said, why would we do that? You see what I'm saying? So they don't change. They don't grow. That's why Jorel sent his son away, because there would be no hope for the children. They haven't created new technology. He says to Clark in the ship that you're talking about in the glacier, right? Mm -hmm. He says, we stopped doing that. And that is when our civilization started to stagnate. That's when they started to have that mandate where they genetically engineered the children. Mm -hmm. So they don't, they're not creating, like Apple is coming out with a new, uh, supposed new phone every, every year. They don't do that. They haven't done that for thousands of years. So that ship would be the same ship because remember they said 100,000 years ago, what is 20,000 years to 100,000 years? It's nothing. I don't know. It still doesn't make sense to yeah, me. You I feel, don't you look at what Brett is saying. What is it? It's an ancient outfit. It's like you try to hold it. Or a plot hole. No, it's like if, it's like if, <laughs> for example, it's like, for example, like, you know, 10 years from now, you try to find, you try to find a floppy disk reader. You're trying to, you try to get information out of a floppy disk. So that's right. like that's 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 the 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 part where you're coming from. But, but like the same thing. in the movie in the movie but wait wait let me finish in the movie but also at the same time like if if the floppy disk if you needed the floppy disk to get certain information that was vitally important the only thing you could do is just use that old computer. There's no way of using a new computer with the drivers and with all the situation that you can get something out of that. So it's kind of like they were using they since because Krypton didn't didn't evolve and didn't and wasn't around. They couldn't evolve with the technology. They had to use the same stuff that they had to redo it. So it's very much, in my opinion, Krypton is very much Cuba yeah. um, because like. You know, they had roles for everybody. They had this like communistic. I told you they were communists. <laughs> communistic <laughs> way of looking at things. And now, and now, like you know, and now they're taking whatever parts they that were left over from the Krypton that they had to rebuild whatever it is that they can. Like they literally repurposed that ship from parts. You know what I mean? They couldn't. They didn't have the ability to like reproduce new things or manufacturing. Or now you're getting it. A science or a science department that could just like redo things you know what i mean like you know we've evolved from floppy disks to flash drives to sd cards with one terabyte in 10 years lord knows what we're gonna do because we're a continuously evolving society you know what i mean uh so like krypton didn't have that that opportunity so that's pretty much um it's not that they didn't have the opportunity. Both of you were saying 
I all definitely right, understand both of you. It's a long so. episode, so let's go ahead and continue. Yeah. I'll, I'll oh, all right. Show, we'll talk about it after the show. I didn't have the opportunity. I was, definitely, I was definitely about to chime in here. I was waiting for Vic to finish to let you know. Thank you so much for watching us here at the Popular Reviews. This was Man Steel. Join us on Thursday at 9 o'clock where we review Dread starring Kyle Urban. That was a good movie. Can't wait to talk oh, okay. about that. Also, if you're a uh, wrestling fan, Definitely NXT is right. on right now. And they'll be having a review show oh, wait a immediately minute. after the episode. You know, what? Sorry, immediately after you know what's funny? I assumed it Join was the Stallone Dread. No. Whoops. Okay. Bye, everybody. <laughs> 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 Good night, everybody. Here at um, Popular Review. I thought it was Stallone Dread. Is that Stallone Dread?